0: Now we return you to the test card and some music. Hello and welcome to the Pilot Take 83, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepherd. And that guy's Rob Jelly. You may know him
1: as the Honourable Rob Jelly Third, The right Honourable. The right Honourable. Because I'm not left-handed, <laughs> you see. <Jelly>, that's right. <laughs> How are you, Mr Jelly? Very good. I'm older now
0: Yeah, you've had your was. birthday.
1: I have, yes, indeed. Oh, I have one of those again. And you had uh, some exciting uh, things to do on your birthday. I most certainly did. Just Something... seen the picture evidence. Yeah, well,
0: just like you mentioned to me some months ago now on the podcast, yeah. you'd done an experience and I was like... <gasps>
1: What? Yep. Shut the front door. <laughs> it ties into one of the episodes we've done as well. It does very yes.
0: much so, because we have reviewed it. It is a show that you could participate in as a member of the public.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you can still do, because they've rebooted it yes, they now. Have. Uh, but they also offer it as an experience to do uh, just for fun.
1: Yeah,
0: um, It's almost as good. It, it, I would say it's as good, mate. Okay, um, okay. Short of having Richard O'Brien there himself, <laughs> and the music going off every time you change zones, oh. I would say... It's about as close as you're going to get to ever being on the real Crystal Maze. Amazing!
1: But did you hum the theme song as you went along? Because I did. What the theme song? Oh, hundred percent! If you don't do that, you're dead inside. Yeah, yeah. Um So I did a
0: couple of challenges. Okay, which ones did you do? I had a physical challenge. The first one, they elected me team leader because it was my birthday on the day. Right, right, right. Which I, you know, was very shy and bashful about, and I was like, oh no, come on. So, yeah, go on then, I'm in, I'm you get nicknames?
1: They give you nicknames, don't they? Uh,
0: yeah, so our team's called the Add-Ons, because okay. it was my other half and I, yep. and we went on with a family of six oh, right. to make up the eight, so we <laughs> yeah. were the Add-Ons. <laughs> I did a physical one where I had to go to kind of dance between the lasers and get the crystal from the other oh, side yeah, of the room, yeah, 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 and then yeah. climb back out, Yeah, um, and I, really, I feel like a right bean for saying this, but right. I came out, and I didn't break a single beam, and he went, no one's ever done it that fast. Uh, in- r- r- rubbish.
1: They probably say that dude, all the time.
0: Dude, I was in and out there in about thirty seconds, no word of a lie. I just went okay. in, I went bum bump, grabbed bum, bump, bump, bum, bump, out, and he went Um, it's not supposed to be that easy. <laughs> and I was like, Well, yoga, my friend. Yoga <laughs> Uh and then I went and that was so that was in the future zone. Yeah. And uh then in the Aztec zone I had to go at a um uh skill game. Okay. It was skill game? You do you have to throw something? To- no. Well, no. I had a I had a cube to make yes, out of go. the blocks. Okay. So you're not know, like the wooden block games You have to make. You get like the bits and they're sort of L shapes and yep, T yep. shapes and corners and things. Mm-hmm. So you walk in and he goes. Um, he said something about you know um, start with the square. I'm thinking what, what was he talking about? Open the door and I was like ah okay I see what I got to do here. Yeah. Grab the first bit that I could see. Yeah. throw it down on the platform, and then just grab the next bit, throw it down on the platform. And all of a sudden, within about four moves, I was like, "Hang on a minute! I'm nearly done." <laughs> I went three, two, one, job done, finished. Grabbed the crystal, walked out, and he went, "Have you done this before?" <laughs> and I went, "No, I haven't." I went, and I don't even know what happened there. My mind—I switched off, and my inner puzzle solver came out. That's good. That's good. Um, it was excellent. I can't recommend doing it's it. So enough. much fun! But oh, well, well, hang, hang on—you went to the, then
1: you went to the Crystal Dome. Obviously how many is. seconds did he have 45 9, nine okay, crystals not too bad we had yeah. 11 but you know <laughs> because they right. had me on, on the team <laughs> alright mate alright you know, show off
0: um, but actually another team had 11 as well so right. we uh, we were up against that and they did actually just pip us at the post okay. with a little extra 10 seconds it made all the difference uh, but what? I don't care. It was, yeah. it was so good. So much fun. <laughs> yeah, 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 Real, real fun. And I genuinely believe
1: it's about as good as doing the show. It is. And, like, it's for the experience you get, it's real value for money as well. And it's oh, yeah. just, it's like having an adventure. Yeah, like, and, and so if, they, if you're listening to this
0: thinking, oh, fancy giving that a go, where is it? London yeah. is currently in Islington. That's what it was then, when I did But they're well. moving to Piccadilly yep. in the new year. Probably in the Chocadilla, I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah, Check the website if you fancy yeah. doing this. And we're not um, on commission, by the way. It yeah. does sound like we're on commission, but we're really not. I think we should have a podcast outing, though, to have yeah. a go. Oh, yeah you, yeah. you get a team. I get a team. Oh, mate, you are you, smashed.
1: You versus me. If I have the same team as I had last time, you are dead. <laughs>
0: well, listen, I'm not, without being rude to the lovely people we got teamed up with, yeah. who are
1: very capable. Right, right. If I get to pick a team, dude. Okay. They
0: will have to shut the game down because there will be no one better ever again. You're
1: going to bring that guy from, from the horror experience, aren't you? Yep, Big John's coming with yeah, me. No, 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 no.
0: Big come- John's going to come just to terrorise you. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to I've find th- him a, I've, got a man, I've got a mate who works for NASA. He's going to come and do all the puzzles. Okay, okay. And you think I'm joking? Mm-hmm. I genuinely have a mate who works for NASA. Okay. Old uni friend. I mean, we don't talk on a daily basis yeah. now. Let's be honest about it. But it's, it's,
1: not, it's not rocket science, so... In fact,
0: it actually is. He's oh, is, is a rocket it? scientist. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> other than that, um, it's been a pretty pretty mad few weeks. The show has been brilliant. Had lots of live music on it. Yeah. Um, and and the final bit of extra news I have for you this week What's is that, that um, after playing the drums... And we're talking uh, about Rob's uh, BBC radio show, by the way. Yeah. Not this show. Yeah, yeah, not this one, sorry. We'll get to this podcast in a moment, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Um I have played the drums as a hobby since I was eleven. Yeah, uh, I've Big Phil Collins, just, just uh, turned thirty-two, so if you do the math quick enough. That's twenty-one years as a hobby. Yeah. So I'm not shabby bit max for the like first nine ten years, though. Yeah,
1: yeah, a bit we know. Max, yeah.
0: yeah it's a bit not. I'm not shabby, but I'm no pro by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, it's a hobby only. Mm-hmm. But in the last couple of weeks, I've had a band on who whose drummer is going back home to New Zealand for Christmas, and they've yeah. asked me if I can fill in.
1: That is crazy. So, so I
0: have my first rehearsal and band practice with them tomorrow night. Okay, and when's the gig? And if that goes well, I will be with them
1: playing at the O2. What the hell what <laughs> are you on talking su- about? On Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> this Sunday? Yes. That's Basically, four days away? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's just, and you've got to learn all of their songs? All I the got to learn, songs that they I've got to learn about an hour and a half
0: set in four songs. Uh, in four days
1: mate. And the O2 is like metres away we from here. We can see the O2 from yeah. here if
0: we open the other d- the door up. Yeah. Um, genuinely see the O2. So yeah, I'm there Sunday. Wow. Um, which is pretty cool. Wow. That's so, crazy, mate. My life, my life has been very strange for the last two and a half months. <laughs> you know, two and a half months ago, I was a sort of lonely night shift worker who got up at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning and just entertained the early birds at 4am. But now I've interviewed Bonnie Langford and Robin Ince and Cliff Richard. And now I'm being roped in to be the drummer in a band i know this it's, is what happens rock and roll mate it's in, afternoons it's insane it's, <laughs> no one told me about this so um yeah finally i feel like i've actually got some sort of stuff to tell you oh, that's good. almost equal to all the cool stuff you do <laughs> how's has things
1: yeah good good i think the
0: only this is where you trumps me no, this, no, th- this no. is this is where you're expecting me to, it, Jed to come out and say by the way i'm making a film with the queen and um and the president of sweden
1: uh yeah i mean I mean you know like i've got a million film projects on the go, but um yeah last week uh, we were me and uh, the other rob were yep. offered uh by a particular film company to uh remake one of their movies um, okay they gave us a list of twenty three of their movies like right. some big ones some medium sized ones, and they were like pick we were they were like we, we want to work with you, pick, pick one, one of these movies um so we've narrowed it down to to like two or three mm. um and but I can't say the names and I can't say the studio just in case. Just okay. because it might not happen. Not but, fair enough. Um it's very exciting. Um so yeah, so we're we're currently buzzing about that. And uh it might be 2019. You might get four or five big Hollywood movies from, from me. <laughs> so I told you trump <laughs> me, didn't it? Yes yes yes, do me on everything, does not he? He's, <laughs> such, he's such a show off. That's not showing off. That's normal. <laughs> That's just my normal day. Um and this is why I hang out, with them, you see. <laughs> but anyway, um I did watch a load of uh new uh TV and uh, film things. There's some excellent stuff out at the moment and
0: some new stuff coming in 2019 that's being um yeah. sort of uh, thrown around at the moment as well, so that's very cool. The final season of Gotham Starts in January. You, you love Gotham, don't you? I, love Gotham. I kind of fell away from that. I need to oh, watch. I need to get back. The final that. season starts in America in like the first week of January. I'm guessing it'll it'll be like to the point where he becomes Batman properly. I guess. I'm guessing it. so. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. And Luther, the final series Ooh, of Luther, yeah. is starts on New Year's Day on BBC One. Nice. One um, of my favourite ever like British TV shows. Really good show, which yeah. we reviewed quite a few months yeah. ago now. But um,
1: my sister's in series three of
0: it. She is. Yeah. She yeah. certainly is. Absolutely. Um, but we went away to watch two. Um, well. Sort of two different shows here. One different show, really, in yeah. a way, because we've watched the um, the remake and the original of a show.
1: Yeah. I, guess, um, I mean, you know what it is. It's the Outer Limits. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do the, the 60s one and the 2000... Sorry, the 1995 the one. one. Um, so I'll start and I... As Which you, one did you pick? I picked the 90s one. So this is the 1995 pilot episode for... The outer limits.
0: There is nothing wrong with your television. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are now controlling the transmission. We control the horizontal and the vertical. we can delude you with a thousand channels or expand one single image to crystal clarity and beyond. We can shape your vision to anything our imagination can conceive.
1: So the '90s version of the Out Limits Limits um, has uh, a, a great theme song. It was kind of a—it's uh, very similar to the nine the sixties theme song, which we'll yeah. hear a bit later. Uh, just the words updated a little bit because people weren't so um, amazed by the magic of television. Um, but it's, it also has the, the theme song. It's kind of X-Filesy, kind of flashing images of weird stuff, big yeah. eyes, and like mystery things. And I wonder how much of the sort of agreement to Make it again
0: in the 90s yeah. meant that they had to include the intro, or maybe it was a
1: homage. Well, I mean, the intro, to me, is the best thing about it. It really puts you in the mood. It's like, oh, someone's got control of my TV. Anything could happen. Yeah. Anything could happen. Um, it does It does
0: sort of, yeah, it does kind of brace you for watching anything at this moment in time. Yeah, yeah. You know it's going to be sci-fi. Exactly. But you, you're sort of allowed to accept whatever is next appearing on your television set, because they... You know, you, everyone knows it's not actually happening, not taking control of your television, yeah. but the, this is a very thought process of doing so. When you are a kid watching so, this, you
1: someone. Mum, someone's just... Well, I was going to say, yeah. The
0: TV's gone mad. Watching it as a grown-up is, is a totally different experience to watching this as a child, and yeah, I can yeah. only imagine watching this as a seven-year-old and being absolutely yeah. freaked out that the TV was talking to me like something was wrong with
1: it, like, and I, it knew. I love it when, like... The TV intro, TV theme, put you on as like the X Files, like nice kind of spooky song. at the end, it's like trust no one. It's like what, what? <laughs> like they, they throw that at me. And this one's just like we've got control of your TV set. We're not going to give it back until for another forty-five minutes. It's like well, cheers.
0: Yeah, um, I, I, where's the button? Where do I turn this thing yeah. off? Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, but nothing, um, but. so
1: that puts you nicely in, in the, the kind of mood to to um, experience a bit of sci-fi. Bit so of, just to quickly. Check with you. Yeah. Did you
0: watch the 90s version before the 60s version? I know you'd think you'd seen them before.
1: Yeah, I'd seen... I'd uh, watched all the 90s ones quite recently, actually, and maybe, like, four years ago. Right. Like, I blitzed it all. Had you ever watched the 60s one? I'd seen episodes here and
0: there, like... So, so did you watch the 60s before you watched the 90s this week? Um, I watched the
1: 60s one second, actually. Okay, yeah. I watched it the other way round okay. just
0: just to see if I could get a, a better idea of where the original idea came from, yeah, and what, you yeah, know, yeah. and then watch how they...
1: To try to remake it as yeah. well, although the episodes are very different. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Outer Elements before, you don't know what it is. It's essentially an anthology show where every single episode is a different story, mm-hmm. loosely con- loosely connected by the theme of weird <laughs> absolute weirdness um that is the best description yeah and they are usually kind of like loosely based on like either short stories by like popular sci-fi authors or just just weird stuff really um and with sand kings you've got kind of um you've got a really good like family of like actors so you've got bow bridges and you've got lloyd bridges mm. and unfortunately uh jeff bridges isn't there which i said last week he was but it's not it's bow bridges his brother and um there's more sci-fi. They couldn't afford Jeff. No, they couldn't afford Jeff not at all. Uh, but it's actually this is one that is based on a story by George R R Martin, who oh, obviously wow. did um, the um, yes Game of Thrones. Uh, I would, yeah, do you know yeah. what I was going to say? Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Then don't ask. But then I was going <laughs> to also say um, George R. R R Martin also has another TV show besides Game of Thrones out called Night Flyers on the on the Sci-Fi Channel. Okay, that's just started. I think this week. Do it be as big as Game of Thrones? No, no it really won't be because it's based on a, not the great story and also it was made into a film in the 90s and it was awful. Anyway, so uh, this particular episode is called Sand Kings and it was the kind of, you'd expect something big because it's uh, kicking off uh, after 30 years, yep. 32 years, kicking off a new... Uh, series of the Outer Limits, and um, if I remember correctly, and if I know my kind of sci-fi and my television, uh, this was quite like richly anticipated. People wanted this. People were like, "You need to reboot this," because um, around the same time, you had things, uh, other anthology shows like I think that the, the um, blah, 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 Twilight Zone was rebooted around that time, and also I think it was yeah, Tales more... from the Crypt was still going when we when we looked at Twilight Zone, yeah. I'm sure we said 90... I want to say 94. It was rebooted, yeah. I, feel and like, then, I think they're rebooting it again. Are they? Now, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this is
0: kind of... The thing is, when you make a show like this... or Sorry, when you remake or bring back a show like this... Yeah. Which has got a sort of... You know, it's going to have a fan base who so watched it yeah. originally. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing it... It's it's the 30-year cycle thing. And it yeah. works with music. It works with film. It works with fashion. Yeah. Hopefully it works with podcasts. Hopefully then what happens is you you sort of 30 years on those that enjoyed something originally are then the next generation up and their kids are then into the same stuff they were so it's it is it's very much within that cycle Mm -hmm. so it's it's going to be highly anticipated like you say yep yep and therefore the kind of critique of it is going to be quite harsh because you've got to try and live up to the
1: you know original that is true yeah you're right um, and when uh, this, when this, I think this was an instant hit. Like it was instant, like ratings hit. And um, surprising, considering it's an hour and a half. Yeah, it's so a long this, time to so, get people to sit and watch
0: TV for, even is, in the
1: early nineties. I know this is basically like the pilot episode. So it's usually a bit longer than normal episodes. In fact, this one's twice as long. So it's called Sand King's, um, and it's essentially about a scientist who um, his job is to kind of study and inspect. It's a bunch of sand that's from Mars essentially. Yeah. And there's life forms, life forms, little creatures living in the sand. And uh I mean, that's good in itself. It's like, wow, okay, we found life. We're real, not even talking real life. like ants here, we're talking like microscopic level yeah. Yeah, creatures. Exactly. And you think, okay, cool, they found life on Mars. This is going to be worldwide news. No, nope, keep it to yourself. And they shut down the project. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I'm gonna even though you've shut down this project, I'm gonna steal some sand and put it in my barn and like set it up in my barn. It's like, right, okay, just, that's fine, nothing can go possibly go wrong here. <laughs> Straight away, you're just thinking, this guy's a scientist, he, he's been he to school. Know,
0: he should know better. Yeah.
1: If I was his neighbour, I'd be very pissed off at him because... <laughs> but you don't, you don't know because he's yeah. on the secret, isn't he? But also, the barn isn't like a, like a secure place because I understand, like, at your scientific lab, Yeah, there's controls, there's, like, things you can press in, like, Things will come out and stop the. Yep. But here you just think, oh, this is, isn't protected. This is going to be bad. Yeah, you, um, you knew full well it was a bodge job. It was a, you know, yeah. proper cowboy operation going yeah. on here. So anyone with, like, two brain cells rubbed together will know this is going to be bad. And something bad's going to happen. So he becomes obsessed, absolutely obsessed with it. Like, his family are just like, what are you doing? You're going nuts, he mate. He spent thousands of
0: pounds on Kit because what he, he what found was is that they grew to the size of the environment. So he built yeah. them a... Then um, he puts them in the vivarium, doesn't he? Yeah. He gets like a vivarium, which if you're not sure is where they keep like reptiles and things. So yeah, yeah, yeah. imagine a fish tank that's empty and, with sand and lizards. Yeah. Vivarium. Mm-hmm. Um, so he puts them in there and obviously tops up the sand because he only nicks like 20 odd grams of it. Not even that. Yeah. But I mean, the microscopic organisms to start with. And, you can imagine yeah. how many are in that tiny amount of sand. Yeah. So to you and I, a handful is like nothing, but that's an awful lot of space for microscopic creatures. Yeah. Put puts them in the vivarium. Duplicates the sand out, so fills mm-hmm. it right up, and they can obviously then grow and expand themselves, yeah, duplicate, yeah, yeah. Um, and slowly but surely
1: he finds them forming into well, be- it's beetle-sized things yeah, almost exactly. And you just think, how are they going to stop growing? Or are they going to? And of course they they don't. And, it's um, like any animal; they yeah. will, they will grow to their environment, given you know a certain limit. But yeah, so you think if you put a and dog- it's Martian.
0: Let's be honest about it; it's Martian. Yeah, so. We don't really understand what these creatures are
1: capable of biologically, chemically. So, do you think if you put a dog in a big house, it will turn into an elephant? Or pretty much. Okay. That's where elephants come from, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's big dogs left outside for
0: too long. <laughs> you, you heard it here you, first, guys. See you what you, you're sitting there listening to this nonsense coming out of our faces, but actually, you can't deny the logic. You cannot deny. it. <laughs> All the biggest animals live outdoors. That is true. Giraffes, they don't live in bungalows, they do just they? Big cats. Yeah, just big house cats. Outside.
1: Um, so whales yeah I mean they all live outside don't they that is true have you seen any big animals living inside
0: no nope I mean St Bernard's are pretty like you know big but they probably live in like dog
1: houses outside big ones yeah yeah but they tend to be lived in mansions don't they there you go you've seen that film Raw by any chance R-O-A-R wow. it's, a, it's like based on the real life story of Melanie Griffith's family yeah and uh, she lived in a place where there's just lions walking around her house and it's mental. Sounds like the Real Housewives of Cheshire. <laughs>
0: really? No, but it just—it made me think of that immediately. So, um, did you think
1: Cheshire was a Cheshire Cat? Yeah, actually, okay. that's, that was literally the
0: only connection I had there. I'm not gonna uh, lie.
1: Um, so anyway, sp- speaking of uh, sand kings, um, so these these animals—they're called sand kings—and um, these organisms grow and become intelligent, and yep. um, again, he gets obsessed. I mean, I would probably be obsessed if I had. Alien life forms. Yeah, alien life forms. And the thing is, at no point do you does he does he think why don't he why doesn't he just like tell the papers why doesn't he go on the news and go guys it's aliens here Mars yeah aliens creatures like if you need in my barn if you need funding. Go, go to any tell his story, mate. It'll be the biggest story of all time. You'll be a billionaire within yeah, days, and some sort of you know,
0: sneaky Russian conglomerate will come along yeah. and offer you tons of money. But his mind his mind is, is gone,
1: his mind well, is going
0: at this point. Once he's obsessed, he has been bitten, hasn't he?
1: Oh, he's been bitten, yeah. So you know that they're not exactly the friendliest of creatures. Which if, a little bit later, you find out, um, that yeah, they they kind of have the taste. The taste
0: for from- they, they, they' They're quite weird because they sort of, because he provides them with food yeah. and space,
1: they treat him like a god. And, they, and that kind of manifests itself. And they doesn't
0: actually, it? like, carve these sand, almost like sand castles. Yep. Um, and they put his face on it, like Mount Rushmore.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that's I think that's weird. And that is a bit. It's kind of shocking, but you think, okay, so they were intelligent enough. But in to... fairness, we made Mount Rushmore a,
0: th- a species of humans. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So,
1: you know, it, who's the weird ones? But, they're, but they are basically saying that he's that he's their god um, because he provides them with everything they need. Food, shelter, warmth, etc. Um, but then um, you kind of think on Mars itself. And the reason why they did that, because you know on Mars there was the face of Mars. You've seen the pictures of the face of Mars? No. So there was photos taken. It's 20, 30 years ago. Some satellite photos taken of Mars as a face on Mars. Really? Yeah, as a face on Mars. Are you kidding me? You're winding me up. I'm not. Look look on your phone. F- face of Mars. So this is kind of what's inspired the story a little bit, because you've got to think, OK, so how did this face appear on Mars? Uh, and obviously, it's a coincidence. It's just rocks that lit in the, the suns up in a, in a certain way, and it, it, looks, like a, it looks like a face. Can you, so, Holy moly, there is as well. Yeah, so Rob's just... Pulled up on his phone, it's a face on Mars. Wow! It doesn't look natural. Looks like it looks man-made or sound king-made. Anyway, it's just a coincidence, I think, because uh, there's no such thing as aliens or sound kings. So anyway, so that so that manifestation of his face is a reference to the actual uh, face of Mars. Um, and I mean, once you once you get something, thinking you're a god, it kind of goes to your head a little bit. Yeah. Um, and people try and stop you. Um, and again, this is across. This is kind of like two episodes in one. So uh, we may slide from from episode to episode. Yeah. Because um, I know on I think on. Well, you say
0: that because I. I mean, it's an hour and a half long episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't honestly see where they would have cut that in half. It might I have genuinely been... don't know where they would cut this in yeah. half. Yeah. Well it's but quite I also, long, so it's, yeah, but it's I ambitious, also, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I also understand the hour and a half thing is yeah, a yeah. very, very ambitious thing to for getting people to watch a first episode yeah.
1: of. Was the was the first episode of the eighteen team 90 minutes as yeah, well? Yeah, that's the eighteen yeah, Come on. Yeah. I'd watch ninety hours of it. Yeah, it would be four hours long, I'd have watched it. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so yeah, so they they basically get a bit a bit more aggressive. Yeah. Um they're kind of more intelligent they get and but but they, they are, are they're, they're intelligent radians, life form. They yeah. are they are an intelligent life form because, as I said, they're,
0: they're creating these little structures where they live, um, kind of like a very complex anthill, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then they're carving into the side of it, the face of their god, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, so the you know they're demonstrating the smarts.
1: Yeah, and they're also in, um, demonstrating kind of human-like behavior, where they kind of like separate into groups. Yeah, because um, they go to war, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So there's the the white side and there's the red side and. Um, I mean obviously that's a kind of uh, an allusion to what, what humans are like just for no reason they're going kind to of just divide yourself and start fighting each other to see which one's best um, and yeah and he's just the god just overseeing it all
0: yeah so as he gets he's, get, he's got bitten um, I think I can't remember why as well didn't he go in oh uh, I think he was just trying to feed them or something yeah and so, so he gets bitten he gets infected and the the sort of yeah. they carry some sort of virus or some sort of disease that you know infects him and he goes a bit yeah. Cuckoo, really?
1: But he um, does act like a good because, like the only one side makes makes his his face. So he's like the other side didn't do that. Smack! He smashes up their kind of den. He smashes up their their oh, I structure. Never, do you know what? I yeah. never thought that when yeah. I was watching it. So that's like because they've um, they've done something to appease the gods. They're safe, but the other guys aren't.
0: Oh, I didn't even twig that. That's yeah, you're right. Because so, as they split, as they as they split into their two camps, yeah, 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 they build two structures, one at either end of this now very much extended version of the vivarium from earlier on. <laughs> yeah, it's like twenty odd
1: feet long. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's why I, they stung him. That's that's why that's why. Uh, the they, other group he knocks him. it down, yeah. and they. Bu- yes. Yeah. It's all it's all gluing together now. So yeah. And as soon as he... Yeah. And obviously they're aliens. He's like, you don't know... There isn't a um, an anti-alien kind of mm. anti-venom type thing. Um, so, yeah. And the whole time this is going on as well.
0: Like, his son trying to get into being a sort of filmmaker. So he's got a video camera which he films a lot of stuff like family films on. <laughs> and... Obviously where now he's been chucked out of the job, the job this project's been shut down, he's grabbed the sand, taken it back to the barn, yep. he needs someone to capture the data, to record what's happening. Yep, yep, so he yep. sets himself up a little dictaphone, makes notes and comments on there, but then he says to his son, Well look, how about you film stuff? Yep. You get practice making films, I get to record what I want to record for this project, mm-hmm. everyone's a winner. And slightly but surely over time, sort of like, you know, he's starting to get a bit more worried about his old man and going a bit nuts and yep. then he doesn't get involved and he just kind of pinches the camera to dad and he sort of does it all to camera himself. Yeah, yeah. Sits there and tries to redo the same thing over and over again because he can't get the right words out. Yeah, exactly. Because he's going, you know, fever's kicking in and the yeah. virus is spreading inside of him.
1: And he also, people are starting to get a little bit suspicious and a little bit curious about what he's doing. So he ends up, I mean, again, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but he ends up killing someone yep. um, and feeding that person to the Sand Kings. Hmm. So again he's providing them with with food and gaining their trust and their loyalty by doing that and I mean by that point he's like not human anymore really yeah. he's he's kind of turned into the an animal himself is he's, he's kind of acting against his own species humans yeah uh, for the benefit of these aliens so maybe like being bitten by the uh, one of the Sangings has made like a werewolf type thing made him become almost one of, Sand of them. Sand King, yeah. yeah. Almost like this ultimate sort of
0: hybrid of human Sand King
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of creature. Yeah, it's kind of gruesome. I I,
0: the only thing... And, you know, the, the point is is that you can throw right back to the beginning again and anything that happens within this episode can be kind of excused because, you know, the outer limits. Something from beyond our understanding has taken control of the television. They're showing us something that we've never seen before. So Definitely, So yeah. anything and everything can be sort of excused in that sense. But I would say yeah. that if... You worked in a, you know, highly uh, highly controlled environment where you were studying soil and sand from Mars and mm-hmm. then you got shut down and you got found out to have stolen some and they sent someone around to investigate yeah. and they don't come back. Yeah. You did expect the entire force of the nation to be swarming around that barn faster than you can say yeah. abracadabra. Exactly. And it's the only thing I had a little bit of an issue with is like they would have definitely been around there. They would have been in there, got
1: him out, sectioned him off, white jacket. He wouldn't have been able to get that sand out in the first mm-hmm. place. He wouldn't have been able to, to he wouldn't have been able to do any of that. No. And also, if you're a slide, you wouldn't you wouldn't do that. Because you're smarts. Yeah. Because you, you know you know how important this is. Yeah. And
0: whilst you know how important it is and you don't want the the project to end. Yeah. You also know how potentially dangerous it is. Exactly. Taking it out of a controlled environment.
1: Yeah, and also the contamination of the actual
0: sand as well. And let's be honest: if they actually got soil back from Mars, yeah, with bugs in it, mm-hmm. there is no amount of money they wouldn't find to keep that project going.
1: The, yeah, but the second you the second you find life, if, if, if that's going to be funded
0: by any but yeah. you, you wouldn't be shut down. If the government doesn't fund it, yeah, who's the who's the bloke in charge of Tesla? Elon Musk. That's the one. He would. Richard Branson, Elon Musk. Yeah. One of them will cough up the coffers. Oh, and, 100%. And go, yeah. right, yep, yeah, whatever you need, you yeah. got it. Keep that project alive. Mm-hmm. Let's see what they are. Let's see what they do. Let's go to Mars. And they'd probably
1: be bred for food as well.
0: Yeah. People would it's, eat them. There's a very good chance that sort of thing would happen. If it happened in real life. And, yeah. the, and you know,
1: the point is, we don't know a lot that'd about make Mars. That would make a good, like, short film, wouldn't it? We, 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 find, we find aliens. The first thing we do is, Farm what and food. They what, do they, what do they taste what they like? like? Stick them in a Big Mac. <laughs> that is a
0: good idea. Okay, that's another. That's, that's another one. Sorry, don't e- don't listen on nick that idea. dead once "I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was very very good. Uh, it's a show I don't think I'd have squeaked out myself. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad we we have watched it. Yeah, um, both
1: versions, which have come to the original in yep. a mo. Mm-hmm. Um, my my thoughts. Any concerns on the show? Well, I really, really... Because, again, I, I watched the entire... There was, like, f- a million series of this say, from the 90s. Lot, yeah. yeah, there's loads. Um, and some episodes are better than others. In fact, the next, very, very next episode um, is brilliant. I remember, when I first watched this episode, thinking it was probably one of the weakest, maybe because it was so long, okay. um, of the new output, because there are some really, really stunning, stunning episodes. Revisiting it now... I liked it better than I did then. Yeah, when I first watched it, um, I still don't think it's mega strong, but it's good. It's good. I mean, it's, it gives you a window into a world which you would never have seen before. Let me throw the commandments at you for okay. a bit. Um and but after I've asked you one more question. Yeah,
0: this is the second anthology. Sorry, third anthology show we've done. Correct. The Twilight Zone, yep. which is kind of the original. Like, you know... The daddy. There's not many before it, and if there are, they didn't have the impact that Twilight Zone had. Yeah. Black Mirror mm-hmm. is the current version, that, like the 2018... Yeah. And that's inspired by Outer Limits. And, yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> is Black Mirror as good as this and as good as Twilight Zone? Or actually, should we save that question for the end? Okay. I just want you to think about that, yeah. because... Yeah. I've enjoyed all three of the shows we've watched, the anthologies, yeah. and I feel like there's there's such a unique genre on their own. Yeah, they're separate from everything else we've we've watched on the pilot Podcast. True. All 166 shows we've now watched. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like they're the three that can't be compared compared against any other thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be really hard to compare them against anything else. True, true. So let's, can we can we come to touch on that at the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. All right. Yeah. Quickly the Commandments, okay. and then we'll move on to the 60s version. Yeah, uh, episode two. Do you want to watch it?
1: Yes. Especially as I know, it's going to be a different story as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Memorable theme tune? No, but a memorable intro. Intro. I can't. as a theme song.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. willing to say it's memorable. I think it's memorable. Um, does it introduce you to a new character and journey? Kind of does. Yes, it does. Every episode is brave. <laughs> yeah, every episode. So it works in that way. Yeah. Would you pause for a pee? This particular episode, no. I would say no. Yeah. I would just leave it running. And I'd feel yeah. like I'd better catch up. Yeah, I'd be like, this one's three minutes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, do you feel emotionally connected? To the son? I was about to say that. To the son. I was exactly about uh, to say maybe that. Maybe
1: the dad as well, but uh, as in the grandfather. Yeah, but, yeah. But not... No, not would really. Would you
0: recommend it?
1: Would, yeah, but I'm a little bit biased because I love the series in okay. general. Is there a mic drop? I mean, the face bit, that's pretty... But you know something's, something yeah. weird's going to happen. Uh, maybe the ending, where you're going to see them like out in the Yeah, wild. I thought that was quite dramatic. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm Not massively, there. no. Yeah. Does it defy
0: expectations? It does for me. Okay. Because I didn't know if I would enjoy it quite this much. Okay, that's good. And I did think this one was going to be a bit cack compared to the... And bear in mind, I watched the 60s one first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I knew the standard was going to be up there. So <laughs> yep. it... It's expect My expectations of it were here, and it yeah. met them. So okay, for good. me, it met what I expected. Yeah,
1: yeah, it was better than when I watched it originally, I would say. All right. Uh, has it aged well? I don't think you, it's aged badly. Yeah, I think this type of story is still out there, isn't it? It's still, it still works. And, <laughs> it's still <laughs> mental. And nearly 30 years on. Yeah. And is the hype real? Yeah. Not sure there was much hype. No, there wasn't much hype, but at the time, I think there probably was, and... Anthology shows, uh, like I love anthology shows because every week you don't know what, you, could, you could get anything. Yeah, yeah. So. There's something,
0: there's something quite uniquely special about them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. In, that, in that from that context. Could you get an anthology show for a different genre? Because they're all like sci-fi horror, aren't they? Well, that's yeah. Could you get an anthology show for for comedy? Imagine that.
0: Oh, so the same characters getting no. themselves involved in different, or do you want to go completely different characters? Dif- different. Different stories every single week. How could you do
1: that though? But how do they tie together? That's the question. You wouldn't have to. The Garland must don't tie together. No, that's true. It's um, you would just basically have. So, 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 f-
0: so for example, what you're saying is, let's say from a sort of comedic point of view, mm-hmm. if you had a, a comedy anthology, yeah, you could have like I'm an trademarking that by an, the way, an, comedy an, anthology, an, an, an episode similar to something like The Office. Yeah. And then an episode from like W1A. Yeah. And then an episode from... Pugwalls. Scrubs. Yeah. And then an episode from... Black Books. Yep. Yeah. And then an episode from... Green out, Wing. I'm running out of ideas. Uh, yeah. Maybe in between us. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe you could. Yeah. I could just, just literally drop you into the world. Yeah, yeah. One-offs. One-offs of comedy. I think there's, there's a mark. I think they could be done. Okay. I think it could be done okay. That's another one and Another um, idea sorted It's another show It's an Australian show I can't remember what it's called Anyway we'll move on To the other <laughs> um, the other version Which was uh, my choice um, After Jed suggested the remake I said yes. well we've got to put The original against it It's the first time we've done this
1: Yeah Because so, we kind of vetoed it But then we're like this,
0: It kind of works for this one It does uh, So let's go back To the 1960s And watch the original version yeah. Of the pilot episode To the Outer Limits Yes Robert
1: Jelly There is nothing wrong with your television set.
0: Do not attempt to adjust the picture.
1: Can I do the intro? Uh, Please do. I like the intro. Hang on a minute, let's turn the music off. Okay. Right, go on in. There is nothing wrong with your television set. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will tune it to a whisper. We will control the horizontal. We will control the vertical. We can roll the image, make it flutter. We can change the focus to a soft blur or sharpen it to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit quietly and we will control all that you see and hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your television set. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits.
0: And if you really want, I have edited that out, and I can send you a copy of it if you'd like to wake
1: up every morning to Jed reading that to you. That's Jed's ASMR for your uh, <laughs> listening pleasure. Um, yeah, love it, mate. I, I, I like straight away. I prefer the '60s intro, yep. to the '90s one. This is more authentic and more scary, even. Yeah, I agree and agree and
0: agree. I think what they tried to do with the 90s version, and it's not a criticism as such, was trying to stay sort of true to its original, you know, to its origins, Yeah, and therefore almost play homage by just recreating it. But I think the fact that it was as good as you could make in the 60s, -hmm. like it was using all of the technology they had, Kind of recreating it in the '90s. What they should have done was use the '90s tech. Kept maybe the wording. Maybe the wording could stay the same, but the actual tech they should have absolutely used every ounce of tech that they had and made a '90s version of it, just with the same wording. For me, that would have been a proof of, you know, time moving on, but also throwing a sort of you know a nod back to the to the origins
1: as well. That's that's why I think the '60s one works better. And I think if you were watching this in the '60s, again. In the 90s, as a kid, you'd probably w- would just be like, oh my God, they've controlled our TV. In the 60s, you'd be calling the flipping place to be like, someone's got control of my... The Russians have got control of my Um The Germans are coming. Yeah, but you'd probably be all huddled around a set in like someone's living room, like 50 people, just eating crisp sandwiches. Well, that's what I think. It does work so well
0: in the 60s. And I actually think it does work in the 90s because we were pre... Satellite television, pre-internet ish, pre-internet of, yeah. ish, definitely pre-demand streaming service, yeah. obviously. So, the huddle around the television, yeah, makes that intro so much more powerful. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Kind of the way that any sort of introduction to a really decent radio program, when radio programs were huddled around. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It
0: just has a gravitas to it. Mm-hmm, You're already definitely. there in yeah. front of it, huddled round. Mm-hmm.
1: And then suddenly, it's talking to you. Yeah, that's right. This is t- talking directly to you, and not many shows do that. Hmm. This feel sometimes you get a spoken intro, like in Quantum Leap, because th- this is the story of Doctor Sam Beckett or whatever. And this is like, hi, you out there, you watching this right now. This is what's going to happen, and you're going to deal with it. It's not narration. Yeah. It's conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the key difference. Yeah. Between Quantum Leap and the Outer Limits. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. So, what do you think? Loved it. Yeah, really. This is scarier than the nineties one. Agreed. Yeah, and I think that's because because the technology wasn't there. Because they were using everything they had in the sixties to create this yeah. sci-fi. It's about and it's about a radio as well,
1: which I knew you would love. As soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, right, that's it." I was in. Yeah, that's, was- <laughs> that's
0: why this gets a bonus point because it's like my home. Yeah, it's like oh, okay, but because it's because it's so raw. Mm-hmm. It's sort of that much more frightening. Yeah. And I I don't know. The creativity in the story and the characters needed to be that much better. Yeah. Because the tech to create visual um, unknowns is so very limited.
1: They did very well with what what little they had.
0: Genius sort of move here on the writers and the... Directors and and all those that worked on the show because what was that? So t- explain what it was about. <clears throat> so there is a, there's a radio station. Uh, there's you know providing a service to the local community. Mm-hmm. It's quite quite old school radio. Very very old school. <laughs> you know the way that the old, the BBC used to be back in the day when it was, was, was talking like this, and everything was very formal. And I used to introduce songs properly and play them on the on the on the, on the gramophone. You have to do your show your entire show like that tomorrow. By the way. I actually did start my show last week like that once, the and I don't know what happened. My brain just sort of <laughs> went back 80 years. Um, so it's, so it's very, very prim and proper. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's another great record from the yeah. So yeah. and and the Dubian Band. And this is a new one from Dame Viraline. Yeah. So there's this going on. And one of the, I would say probably one of the producers, I
1: couldn't mm-hmm. work out if he was actually yeah. ever on air or not. We never see him on air. We no, just, we just see him messing around. So he's working with the equipment
0: and and messing around with stuff, and he seems to be convinced that he can use part of the station to communicate with the outer limits. Yeah, for want of a better description. And I love this. It actually, plays. So I've already yeah.
1: um, hijacked part of the <laughs> station. <laughs> I haven't. I'm joking. Because um, they realise, don't they? Because like a guy's on air and he's like this this. Why is the the megahertz now or something or like yeah. the signal seems to be quite weak today? Because to, without, <laughs> without baffling people
0: with science here, yeah. essentially what happens when you have a radio license, you are allowed to produce an output that goes across a frequency which you have you know bought and paid for. Yeah. But you are um, you pay for a certain range. So, for example, like where I am at BBC Essex, yeah, we are licensed to cover the entire county. It's now, weak. unfortunately, what you can't do is just stop a radio wave in mid-air mm-hmm. once it reaches the edge of the county. I've tried. I yeah, can't do it. it. can't do it. Yeah, it's impossible. It's like trying to catch water with a tennis racket. I've tried that as well. Yeah, me too. So what you do is you basically so you have a frequency sort of um, power, an outage, as it were, mm-hmm. um, that you're allowed to pump out. And obviously what that uh, you're kind of allowed to do is, is make it loud enough, for want of a better description, yeah. that the people at the furthest part from your transmitter can hear it. Yeah. Clearly, uh, clearly. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's it has to then fade out. It can't be, you know, produced loud enough so that it can go yeah. beyond the boundary, right? It's, it's a, that's the really, really basic version of it. All. Mm-hmm. And what has happened is the presenters in the, on the shows are sort of going, "I'm sure that needle's supposed to be up louder, yeah. like so that everybody can hear us." Mm-hmm. What's happening is he's stealing the power to he communicate. Stealing the power yeah. to communicate with the outer limits, as yeah. it were. He's and trying it- to get
1: some sort of Communication back from outer space. Yeah, and that and that lady—is she a PA or secretary or something? Or is it love interest? I can't, couldn't figure out. But she walks in and. Well, I think she works it, but I also think she's her uh, his husband, her, his wife, the
0: producer's wife. Yes.
1: Yeah, and because like the presenters, it's like, why is this? Why isn't isn't this going out to and the const- wider and audience? He's constantly
0: telling them, "Don't touch the dial. Yeah, leave yeah, the yeah. dial there."
1: And she's like, she knows the whole story. She's like, "Oh well, this always happens. He always like steals it and like." Okay, this is news to me. And then we meet We meet the guy, the producer. And uh, how do you go from being a producer on a commercial radio station to basically searching for alien beings? I mean, I did it, but like, what about. <laughs> how does anyone else do it?
0: I don't know. I think you, you get a sort of a bee in your bonnet and you yeah. can't let it
1: go. But do, 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 do we know his backstory? Because he's literally just a producer in a radio station. He's just figured and, it out.
0: Yeah, and I don't really think he. Yeah, I don't think you ever see him actually producing anything on air at the time. It's just that he's the kind of, you join the story kind of in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. there's stuff going on in the air, and and he's fiddling around with it in another room and transmitting, and he's got the same thing going on a screen in front of him. Yeah. The static moving up and down, left and right, like you see at the start of the show. Yeah. With the transmission not being, you know, we're oh, in control. We
1: so, he's named Alan Maxwell, and he's just an engineer for a small radio station. So, he's just the engineer. All right, even, no, yeah. even yeah. weirder. Yeah, <laughs> very weird. Um, he's trying to communicate with the Outer limits, and essentially what happens is he does. An extraterrestrial being from Andromeda who speaks like this because all aliens speak like this. Yeah, he actually appears visually in some sort of distorted uh, view on mm-hmm. this screen. Yeah. So, he's obviously... Uh, oh, it's like that- an empty TV on the side of the wall in yeah. this makeshift lab yeah. in the radio station, and you just see this fuzzy image of an alien. Yeah. Um, which I think is really clever. It's cool. It looks
0: cool. It's really, really <laughs> clever, considering we're talking about 1960s here. Um, I just... I just, I, I, This is so wacky as a show. <laughs> yeah. I just don't know why they chose a fictional galaxy. Uh, it was and like- they chose the next one, because Andromeda, I believe, is the next galaxy. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm happy to stand corrected on this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure Andromeda is one of the next galaxies
1: in the universe <laughs> up over from us. Uh, it's well, it's one it, of
0: the nearest known galaxies. Am I right in saying it that?
1: Pretty, it's the nearest major galaxy to the Milky Way. So it's about right. two point five million light years, if so, I remember so correctly.
0: I just think that you've got this real world situation of a radio station, an engineer getting a bit above his station and above his radio station, hey, and transmitting out to the to the middle of nowhere, yeah, and getting a message back from Andromeda, and then this alien sort of being. Appears and then says, "We're not allowed to transmit with you, yeah, because we might."
1: That was quite good. It was. It was. It was like, very
0: clever because it was like they kn- like. So what they're saying is, Andromeda knows we're here. There's yeah. lots of intelligent beings over there, and they're yeah. doing their thing, and they're, you know, they can keep toast warm for longer than three minutes, and yeah. they don't have problems with shoelaces coming undone and whatnot. <laughs> but they they are kind of told it's against their law and, pro- and their 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 beings to to communicate with the Milky Way. Yeah, and all of a sudden. Maxwell here has got himself a, a fancy radio station, and he's going, right, yeah. hey, you lot, Because here, look, hello, hello. It,
1: it's a real thing, that, like... Do you like know beans? Radio, radio waves go into space. So, right... Yes, of course they do. So to our nearest galaxy, Andromeda, they're hearing stuff f- from the 60s, probably, from the 70s. But here's the thing. Right now. Here's the thing, right. right? The biggest problem I have with it... Okay. Is I...
0: I can't get a radio signal for my own flipping workplace... Yeah when I'm 15 miles away from it, how is he speaking to someone on Andromeda 2.5 million light years away?
1: In real time as well.
0: In real time! There's not even a delay!
1: <laughs> but I, I, I don't Give know. me the
0: technology! Because
1: in the 60s, maybe radio signals were more powerful. But it's funny because they, he was only using like a third of, like the, of the radio signal strength and he was still going through Andromeda. It didn't make any sense. Anyway... They probably didn't know how far Jumbledore was. They probably thought it was like five minutes away. Um, but he, but then the Maxwell, the Alan Maxwell, says to them, "Whatever you do, don't turn it up really high. Yeah, yeah, because it'll interfere with yeah. the. So because you it's, just know yeah, what's going to happen. Absolutely. Because
0: uh, and to, just to throw the, just a little bit of storyline in here is that he's being honoured. Um, Alan is being honoured for being a uh, great piece of communities of spirit and a uh, contributor to, yeah, yeah, to the local yeah. community. So they're honouring... like, please come th- to this Yeah, please awards. don't forget that you've got, you're got you being honoured tonight. You have to be at the awards thing. And he's yeah. like, well, I can't leave this thing. We've got... It's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. She's like, if you don't, I'm going to tell them all to come here. And it's yeah. like, oh, well, that's definitely not an option. So fine. Okay. And then he gets this alien. And essentially what he does is he puts the alien on hold for yeah. an hour. Mm-hmm. He went, don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. And then perhaps <laughs> the alien speaks English, I'll be honest with you. Not, yeah. Another
1: thing I'm also impressed by. Be, I guess he's been learning it from the radio waves. I'm yeah, guessing he's been listening into yeah. KXWYM. Yeah, but, but do, you, do, you, do you remember they reference a certain scientist quite a lot in that? Maxwell. He says yeah. he uh, and he's discussed it with his wife that some of the, the the things he's using, some of the scientific principles he's using, is from Michael Faraday. And yes, Michael he does. Faraday. Yeah. We are sitting in the very spot where Michael Faraday used to do his electromagnetic experiments. Yep. Right here, Trinity Boy Wharf, right next to the O2 in London. This is where Michael Faraday's, and you can walk into his actual um, study, study like his shed. Yeah. And we've done episode two of this very podcast. Was it episode two? Early Doors, yeah. yeah it was, One of yeah, them is we did it from his bloody lab. <laughs> so it's very weird so we are words right now we we could be speaking to Andromeda right now we could be yeah i would be impressed if they subscribe to itunes yeah hello rob jelly the <laughs> third
0: um so he goes to the awards and yep. during the um, exit of his uh, his absence in the building, uh, the overzealous presenter, probably an afternoon presenter, because yep. they're all like that. And just before you explain this next bit, he's been getting
1: on with this ending quite a lot. They've been chatting, conversing. Oh, yeah. Good mates. Have a mates. lovely time. Yeah, yeah, Have yeah. a lovely time. But yeah. whatever you do, don't turn that dial up. You know, swapping stickers in the Panini album. Yeah, you know, got, 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 got needs. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, but you know for well that the. Him leaving to go to this do is going to result in the guy going. Do you know what? This is ridiculous. I'm the DJ, bloody DJs, DJs, and but DJs and knobs. Yeah. Tell you what, you can't you can't. Especially in the sixties, yeah, yeah, unreal, unreal. And so he turns it up, distorts the thing, and what he actually music... happens is it overdrives the system that the aliens sort of coming through. Yeah, and he essentially comes through. Yeah, it... like like transports him to Earth. Yeah, so he comes out Chaos. of this like.
1: Empty TV machine type thing, and, and he's fully 3D in the room yeah. back on
0: Earth. And along the like it's one freaky looking alien. It is, and yeah. he comes right at the camera. And I'll be honest with you, like I'm, <laughs> I'm, you know, I've openly said I'm a bit of a wimp, but yeah, like yeah.
1: even I was thinking, if I was a young child, I would be petrified of this right now. He's a creepy looking mother, isn't he? He really he is. is, and. He never said it to, to Maxwell earlier. It's all bloody electric powers. Maybe that was bestowed upon him by coming into our world. Perhaps, perhaps that was part of the transport. Yeah, know, sort of. Um, so he beaming me up type thing. Yeah. So now he's beamed onto Earth. <laughs> yeah. He's gone berserk. It's no, it's no like friendly banter anymore. He just goes around
0: blinking, smashing stuff up, yeah. <laughs> electrocuting it's people. Gone mental. He's gone absolutely demented yeah. because he said, "I shouldn't be talking to you." Yeah. But he trusts Alan. Mm-hmm. You know, Alan's a trustworthy guy. Yeah, um, at least of the Andromedans. Yeah, I think that's the name. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he starts. He basically goes nuts and starts like you know frying people with their um with his electric fingers. Yeah, it's like
1: radiation and like the place. So and just... they call him the army. Yeah, and they're firing all over the place and accidentally. Yep. Hits Alan's wife. Yeah. Alan Maxwell's wife. Yeah. You knew she was going to cop it. Didn't you? She copped it. She was an innocent party. But, Alan's fault. But because. The great thing about the our, our Limits, and this is, they were using the aliens as kind of allegory to humanity almost. They were like, the bad person isn't actually the bad person. They actually, the bad nope. person, we're the bad people. The, yep. So the alien uses his magic radiation powers to heal the wound, the bullet wound of his wife, brings her back to life. Yeah. Boom. It just goes
0: to prove that we're such a sort of medieval species still, yeah. in comparison to what is out there in the uh, in the galaxy and in yeah. the universe. Exactly. Uh, it's it's excellent. It's so well done, um, and I really really enjoyed it. And I say to you now, I want
1: to watch episode two. Yeah. This this was a genuinely great episode of television. Yeah, really, so, really good. Wow. So many great ideas, and, and then sadly as well because like they already early on had a discussion about there is no death for the for that's these right yeah they can't die so all they did was just turn down his his, radi- his light or radiation the signal basically yeah, yeah. and he just disappeared just faded and just like whoa it's, yeah it's quite sad yeah. it's
0: quite a sort of emotional bit at the end
1: I wish there was the credits and then like a little bit at the end where they, they go to the DJ and go mate <laughs> we told you not to no, touch it, that bloody dial I think he got
0: fried Yeah, I think he gets fried anyway right, okay. so I do mean fried not fired as well yeah as, I think um, Andromedonian uh, is, is zaps him. So, episode two, yes? I
1: will definitely watch episode Good. two of this, yeah. It's uh, great.
0: Memorable theme tune, as we said, the intro yep. is very memorable immediately. Uh, does it introduce you to a new character and journey? Yep. Yep. Because they're self-contained anthology. The it kind of I, works. E, yeah,
1: me and Andromeda. Uh,
0: would you pause for a pee? I think for this one, yeah. yeah. I'm more likely to pause, pause for this one than I was the 90s yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel emotionally connected? Yes, I yeah, am. to all of them. To uh, the t- aliens. T- to, to Alan. Yeah, to his wife. His, yeah, because I can understand if you discover this sort of thing, you wouldn't want to leave it. Yeah. Um, would you recommend it?
1: Yeah,
0: yep. 100%. Is there a mic drop? Yeah. I mean, she dies, mean, and then she comes yeah, back to life. Yeah. And actually, you know, the whole thing is about this alien being able to, you know, kind of, hit, you know, we're, we're the
1: ones, we're the Neanderthals. Yeah, we're them. aliens. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the thing. This is... A st- this storyline all play good now. Like, yeah. It's just from the 60s. They had amazing
0: ideas back then. It really did. Does it defy expectations? Yeah, Yes, it most certainly does. Has it aged well? Yes. I think it has, yeah, considering
1: it's, it's over 50 years old. You could remake this word for word right now. It'll be awesome.
0: I don't think it'd be as good. Probably not. If, because, you, made yeah, it, if yeah. you made it a scene for scene, word for word, yeah. I don't think it'd be as good, even with all the tech in the world. It'd be an alien coming through to Snapchat, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be. Um, and is the hype real? Again, don't really know about the hype, but I can only yeah. imagine that No the, one really talks about this. No, they and, they sh- and they should do. And I bet we people will. like Charlie Brooker, yeah. who's the writer of Black Mirror, I want to quickly come back to briefly. Yeah. I guarantee you he's seen this. Oh, of course he has. Yeah, and, yeah. and used the whole principle of the anthology series to write Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. I mean...
1: Because we are... Cause, I brilliant. mean, the whole thing
0: about Black Mirror is... Humans are rubbish. Yeah, we really flipping are. Yeah. I'll tell you, we really are. Well, not me and you, but like everyone well, else. No, I mean, yeah, but you know, we're not entirely human. We're yeah, hybrids. I mean, so we're half so human, but, but
1: we're not meant to sound um, the podcast. Right. What score do you want to give them then? Nineties um, one first. Um, I will give the nineties one a strong seven out of ten. It's I liked it a lot. Yep. But I can't. I need to have a little bit of, like, uh, contrast between this one and the 60s one. Okay. And uh, I know there's better episodes of the 90s uh, one as well. So, as a pilot, 7 out of 10.
0: All right. I'm going to have 7.5.
1: Okay. That's good. I, I
0: enjoyed it a lot. It was really, really good. Um, but it's yeah. not as good as the 60s one,
1: in my opinion. I t- totally which is agree. Why I want to give that... Yeah. 8.5. I'm giving that 8.5 too. Oh, nice. Yep. I think it's absolutely stellar. And if the rest of the series of the 60s one is as good as that, I am going to watch it all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Without question. So 14.5 for the
0: 90s version, 17 for the original. Yeah. I think that's a fair, fair cop, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 14.5 then in the league table goes uh, into a sort of slightly weird area. A series of Unfortunate Events, Tack on Titan, Ooh. Bottom, Family Guy, Peaky Blinders, yep. that kind of ilk, and MASH from last week, actually. Nice. Uh, so that's quite good uh, The Outer Limits I'm going to have to write this twice I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking about this I'm thinking What show are we doing? You know what, 63 outer, and 95 out, Yeah Outer Limits um, oh, 1995 I, I'm going to think about What we're going to do next well, week but, oh, You so go I'm, first Don't well, you Well no I'm just thinking mm-hmm. Just because yeah. It's the 12th of December So next week's the 19th yeah. Week before Christmas Do you want to go For a Christmas episode? We should we, we should do some Christmas stuff Like we did last let's year Let's do some Christmas stuff So what are you thinking?
1: So we have to do a Christmas special, right? Yeah, a
0: Christmas special. So this is where we slightly slightly bend the rule on the uh, on the pilot. And we and we watch the Christmas episodes. So we can pick a show we've done before, but just Christmas the episode Christmas episode. The Christmas episode of it. like We did Lost and we did um, The Office Christmas specials yeah. last year. And we also did... Yes, s- Lost has a Christmas special.
1: We also did Charlie Brown and uh, The Grinch, didn't we? <laughs> yeah,
0: TV films. Yeah. So we can do the same again this year.
1: Okay, so we're going to do an episode... Because Christmas special episode and then also a Christmas film type thing uh, yes okay well we'll come to that next week but yeah next week let's do, let's do the, the Christmas episodes of yeah. shows okay so I've got one straight away come on in, it's no, the only course. other Christmas um, episode <clears throat> I can think of and that's the very very famous Yeah. it happened in the first season of this show I think it's episode 9 or 10 it's uh, Mr. Hanky the Christmas <laughs> Pooh from Sound South Park. Park yeah yeah and if I remember correctly, that's got <laughs> Tons of really fun songs in it as well, which we yeah, need to sing. Oh, I'm not going to bid in this, am I? Damn it. <laughs> well, well, it depends on you, but I can't even think of another Christmas show. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. I've got I one. Yeah, know. yeah, no. I, do you know what? We haven't done this yet. Okay. So let's
0: do the Christmas episode for it, and then I can put it on the list for the actual pilots Actu- okay, to do yeah. in 2019. Can we do the Christmas special of Gavin and Stacey?
1: Oh, okay. Do you know what? I've never seen Gavin and Stacey. Have you not? I've never seen. Not even one episode. Well...
0: Watch the Christmas episode for me. Okay.
1: And then we'll... <laughs> will that spoil it for me.
0: No. Okay.
1: No. It's Was it just one Christmas episode? Yes. Okay, cool. I believe yep. so. Uh
0: yeah. Yep, I will watch that then. I And if I'm right in saying, I think it has George Michael in it. Mm. I think if I'm right in saying I might As be... in Michael Cera from um Rest development. Yeah, exactly. No, um, I mean this may be the episode if if I'm right in saying the George Michael the one with George Michael in it is in the car with James Corden who writes and stars in the show.
1: Yeah,
0: and they essentially invent carpool karaoke, which is one of the most popular things on the internet right now, which he does on his Late Late Show. Okay. If I'm right, I think I am. I'm about ninety percent confident. Okay. I, I think it is, mate. Okay. I think it is. So we'll do that. South Park, yep. Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh. That's the one. And the Gavin and Stacey Christmas special episode yep. next week, the yeah. week before Christmas, and then we'll do some Christmas films yeah. for the following we'll week, we'll week on Christmas yet. Day. Okay. <laughs> Super. If people want to get their uh, thoughts and suggestions of shows to watch Please to see. us, you can do so on Twitter. Yeah. Jed Shepard. Find me on Twitter at Jed Shepard. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. And I'm on Twitter at the Jellyman At, um... Hang on, hang on. How do you spell it? T-H-double-E, Jellyman.
1: Yeah.
0: I did that on purpose. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let us know on Twitter if you've got shows you're watching, new shows, old shows... English shows, some American as, big shows. as your toes. Yeah, some as big as your toes. Let us know what you're watching, and we'll stick them on the list and uh, get onto them in 2019. Yeah. Um, the, the,
1: We've had quite a few su- suggestions. Have you been keeping track of them? Yeah, they're all in the list. Oh, you yeah, okay, have? They're all in the list, mate, so
0: we're all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, brilliant. So we'll do some Christmas stuff uh, for the next couple Woo-hoo. of weeks around the festivities.
1: Exciting. So we'll be back next week with 84. Yep, and that just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Heidi ho!